Hey drivers, have you thought about becoming your own company? Have you thought you'd like to get your own authority and DOT number, but you just don't know how to go about doing it? Well, call J.J. Keller and Associates. They can help you get the proper registration and credentials that you need to operate legally. They protect drivers from penalties and out-of-service orders as a result of not having the proper authority. They save drivers time by filing their paperwork and ensuring everything is correct. Drivers, they also help you with unified carrier registration, USDOT and MC numbers, MCS 150 updates, year-around authority monitoring, and plenty more. Drivers, if you're looking to become your own company and you want your own authority number and DOT number today, call J.J. Keller & Associates at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017 and tell them Talk CDL sent you. Thank you. Hey drivers, are you thinking about becoming a lease operator? Well, NCI is leasing out one to two-year-old Kenworth T680 double bunk condo tractors, fully loaded with APU and fridge, plus the company is owned by their own product. That's right, they deliver mainly their own freight, which means your business will be thriving for a long time to come. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. 7076 and tell them Talk CDL sent you. Please, thank you. So recently I read a article about a, a Massachusetts DOT cop trooper, statey, whatever he was, pulled over a trucker that had a lot of lug nuts that it was missing on his truck. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was if it was wobbling or whatever the case is, I actually had uh, saved the article, um, and I sent you an article. The article I sent you was on the one from last year where the guy is in prison or whatever the case is. Is that what it is? Yeah, he was he was charged with um, homicide by vehicle in the second degree. Re- I want, and and this is it's been in a, it's. What's funny is in in one of the articles, I don't know if it's in that article that you're going to read. It's also going to talk about a another tractor trailer where in uh, Maine uh, a driver's tire came off and killed a state trooper on the side of the road helping somebody. Read to me that article. I want to talk about that uh, for just a little bit with you for a few minutes, if you could go ahead and read it. And this is from like August of last year, I believe, right? Yes, August 11th. Or, I'm sorry, August 13th is when he was charged, when he was arrested. August 11th is when the accident happened. Go, go ahead and read it. And what state was that in? Georgia. Oh, so this one's in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought it was out in the Midwest. Okay, go no, ahead. No, it happened in Georgia. Um, deputies identified the semi-truck driver as 31-year-old Urian Bello of Miami. According to the booking report, Georgia State Patrol officers arrested him around 2 p.m. on August 13th. Georgia State Patrol officers arrested Bello and took him into Peach County Law Enforcement Center. Authorities charged him with the following. Homicide by vehicle in second degree, unsafe vehicle or equipment, defective tires. Authorities have not set a bond for Bello. A woman was killed in an accident on I-75 after a tire comes off of an 18-wheeler truck and goes through the windshield of her car. Peach County Coroner Carrie Rooks says that incident happened on August 11th around 2 p.m. in Byron, Georgia, 
Rook says the 30, that 36-year-old Jennifer Thomas of Gray was traveling I-75 southbound when the wheel came off of an axle of an 18-wheeler that traveled in the opposite direction. The coroner says that the wheel jumped the median and went through Thomas's windshield. Rooks says that he pronounced Thomas dead at the scene. Rooks also says that Thomas's mom, dad, and a child occupied the car. He says their injuries were non-life-threatening. Okay. Oops. I had my mic turned down. Sorry about that. Okay, so so bottom line is, you got a trucker. He's on I-75. He's going northbound. He's going north, and the victims in the passenger vehicle are going south. They're going the opposite direction. Correct. His wheel comes off and crosses the medium. Obviously, it had to cross the medium. He says it jumped it, yeah. Jumped it, crossed it, went over into the oncoming. How old was she, 22? 36. 36. And it was funny because I, I was watching a video the other day of a tire that was going down the road. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Yeah, we are trying to figure out where it actually came from. And all of a sudden, it just jumped. It jumped over the medium. I don't know if it's that exact one or what. I, I don't know. I don't know. But it, it all of a sudden just head-ons a car. And it, it looks like it destroys the car. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, it's not just a tire. There's also a steel rim inside of it. Right? Mm-hmm. So this... 36-year-old... Yeah, she was 36. 36-year-old lady is killed pretty much instantly. It sounds like she was... Because it said they pronounced her dead at the scene. Yeah. I mean, that had to be a nightmare scene for the family was there. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't... You know, at the end, you you hear that, you know, they got to be in an accident and then probably clear their head for a second and look over and there is their... Daughter and mother. Well, it didn't say it was her child. It says a child. Oh, I thought it. Okay, a child. So I don't know. It could have been a niece, nephew. It could have been hers. Who knows? Okay. So anyways, um, what? I just shook my head. It's, it's, oh, anyways, it's, anyways, there are family members. Her parents were there, right? Is that what it said? Mm-hmm. Was it? Yes or no? Yes, it said mom and dad. Okay. So all I'm saying is, what a nightmare for everybody. Now, he's in jail, and it said with no bond. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to ask yourself, why? Why no bond? And, and you see, I think a lot of truck drivers are under the impression that it's the shop's fault. When, when a lot of when mechanical failures happen, because uh, I've interviewed them over the years, so have you, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like, it's the shop's fault. It was loaded wrong when I rolled over. It, it, my wheel came off. They didn't put the wheel on right at the last stop. My favorite is I've been telling them that it needs to be fixed. Well, that's a dip. Now, that, that's totally different. What you just said was the truck driver knew and was fighting with the company to get something fixed. That is a big difference. And, you know, that could actually be, you don't know in this case. And so let's let's play this scenario off for a second. I'm glad, Ruthann, this is why you're on this show, because you just jogged my mind about something else that could happen. But ultimately, here's ultimately the responsibility of who? The driver. Who is the last one that's supposed to inspect that vehicle? The driver. It's his ship. Every time he drives that vehicle, he's supposed to do a walk around. He's supposed to look at those lugs. 
He's supposed, now, I don't know what the case was on this one exactly, how the wheels came off. Did it say? No, or, I don't. I'm, I'm about to read one, a one that was recent in Massachusetts, and they had a picture of it with, I believe, three or four lugs on it. And I'm going to tell you something. I want to I call. We, we've got an advisor that we have that's gonna, that comes on the show every now and then. What's his name? Sensei. Sensei. Sensei Hoover. Trooper Hoover. Uh, the uh, DOT state trooper up in Indiana, and actually he's got a lot of truck driver friends. He's actually really cool. We're gonna we're gonna call him here in a few minutes and get his take on all this. But let me read to you what happened recently here in Mass. Let me let me just go ahead and read it because it's it's interesting that this is going on a lot lately. It says a Massachusetts state trooper pulled the brakes on a potentially deadly semi truck last weekend as it drove down the Massachusetts Turnpike on a half-loose wheel West Stockbridge, in West Stockbridge, police said. So it says half-loose. It says, luckily, we caught it before that makeshift attachment to the axle failed and the wheel flew off and killed a motorist, the Massachusetts State Police wrote on social media attached to an image of the wheel Stupid and frightening. That was what they titled the, the thing. And so I'm looking at it here. Let me just show you a picture. Nobody can see it, but I'm, I'm sure people have seen it. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. So there's four lugs, and then there's four, it looks like, uh, holes. I don't know if they, it looks like they might, some might have snapped off. But bottom line is this. It doesn't really matter what condition it is. What matters is that every one of you truck drivers inspect your truck before you drive it. Because if you're driving for a really crappy company, that's no excuse. No. If, 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 if you've been fighting, and, and Ruthann brings up a good point. What if you're with a company where you're, you're telling somebody, and I've had drivers tell me over the years, Ruthann, I, I keep telling these people these tires are bald, and I'm getting sick of it. It's unsafe. But they keep saying they're going to fix it, and they don't. I keep telling them that the, I had one guy the other day I was talking to him, he said, my steering wheel has got so much play in it, it's crazy, it's dangerous. I think that because you're the driver of the truck, it's your ship, you can refuse to drive it. I mean, it sucks because you're not going to be earning an income when those tires aren't going, but if you're not the owner of the of the actual tractor, you're not the owner and responsible for it, then... I think that you have the right to say, I'm either not going to drive or you're going to have to supply me in a different vehicle or I can report you if, you know, if they try not, if they, if they won't fix it and you're not going to earn any money, then you can report them. Absolutely. Listen, you, you, you bring up a valid point. I think a lot of truck drivers, I'm going to tell you what truck drivers are probably in more fear than the truck drivers that are not Ruthann. And you know yourself, when you get a truck driver that has maybe a few speeding tickets, maybe he's got a DUI, maybe he's got a, a list of stuff to where he can barely get a job, and he ends up working for some crappy company that doesn't really stay up on their equipment, mm-hmm. therefore, it's hard for him 
to quit that job because it may be the only job he can get. So now here's here's a truck driver saying, hey, man, please fix this stuff before we get in trouble, before we get into an accident. And a company keeps putting off and putting off and putting off. You know what my advice is? Hmm. And I, I think Trooper Hoover told us before, he's had one or two truck drivers pull in and say, would you please inspect my truck? And specifically... Excuse me. That was a that was a bilge. That, that, that was my my um, Jake break burp. <laughs> no, seriously, he's he's told us that he's had drivers stop and say, "Will you please inspect my truck and maybe even point at something, just so they would get put out of service, so they're not now responsible for being forcing the company to do it." What they did was they just let DOT see the violation, and guess what? Now the the company has no choice, and the driver doesn't get fired because the driver, you know, he's not trying to push his weight around with the right. a company that maybe the driver, he's stuck at. The driver would get rather get that on his PSP than an accident or something severe happen. How about how about we just go ahead and call Hoover? I got the scoop more on what happened with that accident. I just searched it a little further. Oh, let's call Hoover real quick, and you can talk. You can talk there. You want to do that or you want to talk a little more? It don't matter. It's up to you. You want to tell us before I call him or, or what? Well, it says that the it wasn't just one tire. It was actually two. The accident happened and... Which accident are you talking about? The August 11th from the... Oh, the one where the girl mm-hmm. was killed. Okay. The suit, sa- the suit says two of the wheels on the left side of, his U- of a U.S. Express transport truck driven by Bellow. The wheels crossed the median, and one of them crashed into the hood and windshield of an SUV driven by Jennifer Thomas, who then hit another vehicle and crashed into a concrete median, killing her immediately. The lawsuit lists 10 counts, which allege negligence by um, Bellow for failing to inspect his trailer to ensure safe operation and negligence by the carrier U.S. Express Transport, including failure to properly inspect and maintain vehicles in their fleet and for negligence in training and retaining an employee who posed a risk to others. I just want to make sure, and when you say U.S. Express, you're spelling it, it is the U.S. US with with X X Express. Uh And then he was charged with second degree vehicle or homicide, unsafe vehicle equipment, and effective tires. And you see, before we bring Hover on, this is what I'm trying to get across drivers. We love these drivers, and therefore, you may not like people telling you that, you know, to watch your back when it comes to this. A lot of people don't want to hear, okay, get your ass out there and inspect the truck. Boo-hoo, stop being a jerk. I want. To, I need to work. I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. I mean, let's be honest. I drove for many years. I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen people get up in the morning, go in, take a leak, whatever, come back out at 20 minutes later, jump in their truck and never do a walk around. And they've been they've been at the stop the truck stop all night. Mm-hmm. How many how many times do people do that? Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, for for your own good, look at what's happening to some of these guys. Um, here's another one, real quick. Just before we call Hoover, listen to this. This was it, in the same article. It says uh, in December, police arrested a Georgia man after a tire flew off of his Dodge Ram and fatally hit a young woman in the head while she was walking her dog. So it's not just tractor trailers. If you're out there and you're at home in a, in a, in a POV, okay, in, a, in your personal vehicle, and you uh, aren't up to date on it, trust me, you can't blame somebody else for the vehicle you're driving. Everybody is responsible for knowing if something is wrong with that vehicle or not. And here's a guy, 
with a pickup. If you read down this down a little bit, it shows where the guy was up 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 the road trying to hobble home or whatever. He didn't have a wheel, and he was on the side of the road trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, back at the scene, there was a dead girl. You know, uh, the guy's the, her boyfriend found her. The the wheel came off and and snapped her spine and broke her neck. Mm-hmm. They tried to save her. She was dead before she got to the to the doctor. Another case where a semi truck last year. Uh, wheels came off and hit a, a trooper helping somebody. This was in the state of Maine and killed him. Now, so it's not like it happens here and there. It happens enough to where we should all be taking advice. Okay. And there's a reason why. There's a, it's called a pre-trip. There's a, it wasn't just made up for you guys to get a little exercise and walk around your damn truck. Okay. You, you talk, I, I keep saying this. You talk to a million miler. A guy that's got a million miles safe driving award, he's got the ring, he's got the t-shirt, and, and, and he's, he's got a, a really nice trucking life. You ask him, how did you get there? How did you get to that million mile benchmark with no accidents? See, I've talked to truck drivers and they go, that's impossible, you got to hit something. No. Bullshit. We've, we've seen them. There's plenty of good truckers out there that never have anything. You know why? Because they say, I get out. When, I'm, when I have to back up, I don't care if it's in the middle of a field. I get out and I make sure there ain't some little bar or something that's going to pop up through my fuel line, okay? Before I, before I leave, I get out and I check my everything that I'm allowed to check. I, check. I check everything, especially my lugs, especially everything. Look at what Trooper Hoover said. He's got, this, he's got this saying. We'll talk to him about it, the dry powdery rust. Follow the rust line and it'll lead you to something that's loose, it's, it's a pretty amazing thing that he does. I never knew that, but he'll tell you. If you, see, if you see a trail of rust running down something, odds are something's loose on your rig. Let's call, let's call Hoover. Let's give Hoover a call. See what he's doing. Let's see if we can get him on here. Hello. I knew I knew we'd have him up too loud. Hoover, what's up? This is Troy and Ruth and Talk CDL. Hey, Troy. How you doing, buddy? Good, brother. How you been? Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. You staying safe up there with the coronavirus? Yep. Just doing the whole social distancing and online trainings and all sorts of that good stuff. So, so I mean, before we get into what we're ta- talking about topic-wise here, it just popped into my head. Are you... Do you have to wear a mask and everything when you pull people over when you're dealing with them? Are you all masked up? Well, uh, they've basically converted us to more responsive. Um, so, like, basically, if there's a crash or something, they want us to work that. But as far as just the routine truck inspections, they don't want us out having that contact. So, um so really, I've not done a normal truck inspection in a month and a half. So, I'm kind of... Kind of having withdrawals. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. By the way, we but, got uh, we got uh, State Trooper Hoover, DOT officer of the state of Indiana, with us here. Just so everybody knows who he is, he's been on the show before. Ruth, Ann, you sound like you got a question for Trooper Hoover. Well, I was just going to say uh, the drivers are really happy right now. Probably, you know, they're like feeling <laughs> like kids getting away from the candy store with 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 some free candy right now. Oh. I- absolutely absolutely with the uh, scale houses closed and everything else sure there's a lot of a lot of guys out there that are enjoying this time that's for sure yeah so so trooper hoover we we started a conversation here just a little while ago 
recently, uh, in fact, uh, within the last week or so, a, uh, a DOT officer in Massachusetts pulled over a semi-truck. He only had four. I, oh, there's a picture right on uh, the article. He had four lugs. I guess that it sounds like the tire might have been even somehow he spotted this guy moving. So I'm guessing the wheel might have been wobbling or whatever the case is. Um, mm-hmm. First off, have, mm-hmm. and we've seen some of your pictures where you've inspected guys with two and three lugs and you put them right out of service right away, obviously. Um, have you ever spotted one going down the road where you could tell that wheel is not safe? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, I've got quite a, uh, quite a funny story. He's a good buddy, buddy of mine now, but, uh, I had, uh, stopped a driver and then, uh, about a week or so later, I saw him, uh, saw him coming back down the road and he had, he was pulling one of these trailers that had the, the Dayton wheels. So, you know, those of course are notorious for everything can be tight, but they still look like they're wobbling down the road. But this one was really wobbling and I just had to laugh because he drove by and he gave me the biggest wave and got on the CB and he was like, hey, Mr. Hoover, how are you? And I was like, stop the truck right now. And he's like, hits the brakes, pulls over and, and I showed him and oh gosh, that wheel was about ready to come off. And and he was like, oh my gosh. And, and uh, he's like, I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. And, and he goes, here, hop up in the, and I hopped up in the truck and looked in the mirror and and it just the way the wheel was, you you couldn't hardly see it. So, so yeah, I've uh, I've run across that before. A wheel about ready to about ready to come off, and just how quick it can go from one or two loose lugs to oh gosh, you know, wheels flying off, getting ready to hurt somebody. Yeah, I was telling Ruth Ann that you have a philosophy with the dry powdery rust. I mean, if you follow the trail, it's usually going to lead you to something that is loose on the vehicle, which should really help drivers in their inspections daily. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's kind of the that's kind of the the mantra that I have is, you know, look for the look for that dry powdery rust cuz all the time, you know, even when I'm training new inspectors, it's like have have some common sense. If something just breaks, it's gonna and you catch it, it it's gonna look shiny. It's gonna look, you know, you could tell. But something that streaking powdery rust, it's been there a little while. Hey, trooper. Procedure. Yes. Sir. Every now and then, your your voice gets muffled, like you're looking away from the phone or something. Is. Oh, I'm sorry, my. That's perfect, right there. There we go. My. Uh, oh, my microphone fell down away from the. That's all right. Right now you sound perfect. So, so, so anyway, so we, we brought up an article. So we started looking things up after this happened. And so we brought up an article and, and recently in Georgia, a, uh, a semi, I don't know if you hear all the stories, but a semi truck, uh, wheels came off the, the tandems came off and mm-hmm. they, they, he was on I 75 North Ruth or South. He was North in peach County. He was in, in Georgia. And then his tandems crossed over into the oncoming and caused a horrible wreck and ended up killing a 36-year-old woman while her mother and father were in the car and a, and a, and a child. So it must have been a horrible scene. 
all because of and because this, and this is what it comes down to. We, we we've been talking about this. Doesn't matter what mechanic worked on the on it. Doesn't matter who did what to your truck. Ultimately, you're the guy that's got to inspect it, and then you got to make the decision whether I'm going to drive that truck or not. And if you make the decision when there's two or three lugs on there, or even if you don't, a lot of drivers that don't actually do their inspection, you get in that truck. Everybody's just going to assume naturally you drove it, knowing that it had two or three lugs on it only. Exactly, and and um, that's something I'm real big, obviously looking into is, and here five or six years ago, um, shoot, it maybe even longer, it maybe closer to ten. We had a uh, city officer killed in Indiana. Um, he, him, and a couple other officers were working along the interstate, working a crash. And a semi drove by, lost a set of duels, and those duels rolled into the crash scene and hit the officer and killed him. So, um, yeah, and, and that's just something that, um, and yeah, we we we've seen where the lugs will come off. We've seen even where um, going to the extent of uh, not not checking to make sure you got adequate, you know, uh, fluid in your bearings or you know, checking the wheel seals because that, that'll happen too. You know, a wheel seal go bad, all that oil or grease will come out and then it leads to overheating and that thing will overheat and melt off, you know, and then the whole wheel simply break drum, everything else comes off as well. So yeah, it's, it, it, it's just trying to get the drivers back in the mindset of, Hey guys, you know, Take your time, walk around, take a flashlight, really just glance in and look things over, you know, because things are going to things are going to start showing you, hey, you know, <laughs> something may not be right here or something may not be right there. What, what kind of a fine do you give out to a driver that, say, has half of his lug nuts missing on a wheel? Um, the big, the way it works in the state of Indiana, every county sets their own fine amount for infraction violations, and those go down as an infraction. So, like this county here, if I wrote a ticket for, um, you know, broke missing wheel fastener or something like that, then it it could be upwards of 150 dollars. Um, but what the bigger issue is, and the bigger problem is the CSA points, because once you list a violation, and then you times it by 10 in this, any category as an out-of-service, Those, that is what really impacts these drivers and carriers and, and these guys as those CSA points. So, I so that's usually the bigger, <laughs> the bigger kick in the butt is the, the CSA points versus just 100-buck ticket. I have a question. We were discussing yes. we we're discussing violations. Um, there was a a driver that had spoke to us, and this driver had a lot of violations. I think like fifteen violations on his MVR, and we were looking at because he was in Pennsylvania and he still had a, an active license, and we're researching to see um, how many violations do you need to have before they actually suspend your license? And some of it was a little different, and they were saying about whether or not it was in your state that you got the violation or out of the state. What is the laws with Indiana? Um, we have a different point system, 
And then once you attain so many points and, and once you said that, I was like, Oh man, I'm, I'm kind of rusty. I'm not, I can't remember exactly how many points it is, but with different uh, moving violations, um, basically the BMV has a different system on when they'll suspend a driver. And, and then a lot of times with, uh, the, the CSA and stuff like that, you know, drivers will get these warnings and go, oh, it's just a warning. It's not going to impact me. But then the CSA points is what turns around. And then the feds can actually come back. And if you get so many CSA points on moving violations, they can, <laughs> they can basically take the driver's CDL as well. So, wow. um so you kind of get it hit. You're basically, I don't want to say getting hit by all directions, but that's more important why you need to not get so many violations because not only can it go from a state, but it could go federal too. Exactly. Exactly. It's all if it's documented on a violation or if it's just cited into a traffic. Yeah, this guy legitimately had, like like she said, 15 moving violations couple reckless drivings he had one one oh, ticket man. was like 127 and a 60 or something like that right then or a 70 it was like a 57 <laughs> over and he had two he had two of them he had two 20 overs he had tickets in california virginia pennsylvania recklesses i mean it was amazing oh, that wow. Pencil, yeah it was amazing that pennsylvania hadn't suspended his license i was amazed at it because we actually had well, him checked out it, and two um this kind of goes Man, it brings me back, but um, there's like 38, 40 some states that have an, it, like basically um, if the states are in this pact, basically what they'll do is if, if I get stopped in, say, Arkansas for speed, then Arkansas will notify the state of Indiana and say, hey, state of Indiana, uh, you know, Brent Hoover got stopped in this time for doing this. In some states, they don't communicate back and forth. So, so you know, we've seen it where something will be documented on inspection as a ticket, but then we'll never see it on the driver's record or vice versa. So sometimes getting states to communicate back and forth is, is also a hard problem. Okay. So going back to, going back to this uh, real quick, I just wanted to touch on one thing Ruth Ann had brought up before you came on when it comes to drivers driving faulty equipment and you know sometimes we we've heard drivers telling us well my i've told my boss a million times i got a bald tire or i got bad brakes and they just won't fix them and and the problem trooper hoover with some drivers they some of them might have a really they might have like you know their past history was not too good they had a few speeding tickets they might have messed up to the point where only one or two carriers will hire them. So they're kind of almost like a slave or st- almost like kind of stuck there. It's almost like they're, they're, they're a prisoner at that company because the company knows, okay, I hired this guy and he had a DUI two years ago and nobody else is going to hire him. And so it, this guy's now stuck having to drive faulty equipment. And I told Ruthann, I believe you had told me before, you've had some truck drivers pull in and say, would you please inspect me? <laughs> just so they, just so you knock them out of service so they are forced. And, and I'm just saying maybe some of these drivers that are listening might want to do the same thing. Pull into the nearest DOT station and get an inspection if your boss really isn't wanting to fix your truck. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, 
And another thing, too, is in the federal regulations, um, and if a driver wants to look this up, in 392, um, and the, where they've got it listed, it says ill or fatigued driving, and then it's an interpretation. And in that ter- interpretation, it says a motor carrier cannot force a driver to knowingly violate the federal motor carrier safety regulations. Now, some people would say, yeah, but that's just referring to um, driving while ill or fatigued or whatever. And it's like, no, that's that's just where it was interpreted. That's basically stating, you know, if, if a motor carrier is forced, you know, they cannot force a driver to violate a federal, federal regulation. So if the regulation states you can't drive with a bold tire and they're telling you, yes, you drive, then basically it tells you that you can make a complaint with OSHA. You can also make a complaint, you know, with the uh, national, basically the national hotline, if they go to the FMCSA website, where they can report unsafe practices by motor carriers. And then what that does, that goes into the feds, and the feds trickle it down to the states, and then the states get a hold of that, and we basically show up on their doorstep (laughs) <laughs> and we're saying, okay, you know, there's this complaint of you operating with bald equipment. We want to see all your vehicles right now. And then, yep, all these vehicles have bald, you know, and then that basically goes down the chain and takes care of there. But, uh, or absolutely, if you've got a known issue and you've got a, a DOT inspector local in your area, and this is, this is where it's nice to have those back and forth positive relationships with your local uh local dot because a lot of drivers think we're just out there to get them and do no the big thing is we want to see everyone go home safe and that includes the driver mm-hmm. you know so so if you've got a, a a way to approach them and and work with them it's it's going to benefit both sides you know um and i've and i've got plenty of people that want to come through and hey uh, you know i even had a, a friend of mine bought <laughs> bought a truck and was like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it in before I go and get my annual inspection done because I want you to look it over and you tell you know you basically write it up and you tell them what to fix because but you know just having that working relationship can go can go a long way uh-huh. on that and that's and if they do like where they do file the report with FMCSA that's anonymously too isn't it. Yes, yes, that can be done anonymously to where, you know, the carrier would not, it, it, we're not going to knock on the door and say, hey, your driver, Billy Joe Johnson, <laughs> he, he called in and said on this date that you refused to do this. And and then again, too, um, I've run across um, the big, big thing I noticed was uh, one time motor carrier invited us in and uh, I was there answering questions and doing different things. And, and the, me and the safety director the year before had talked about, hey, this following year, let's set up just a little pre-trip quiz. You know, let's bring out a truck and trailer. And when we got there, you know, there was like one tire was underinflated, one axle had three lug nuts loose, you know, uh, one was missed, like the truck was missing a fire extinguisher. So she had 10 different violations set up. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and it was impact, you know, so we were basically having people come up 
drivers, trainers, new new drivers, saying, okay, here's the clipboard, go do your pre-trip and come back. And she was just floored. You know, the, the highest person, and these weren't complicated hidden things. They were basic things. Mm-hmm. And then, but we were seeing the number of things that they were writing up as violations that were nowhere close to violations. Uh, And through our conversation, you know, I I was like, you know what? (laughs) The big thing is, as drivers, make sure what you're, you're complaining to the mechanic about is a valid mechanical thing. Mm -hmm. You know, talk to that mechanic because we had guys writing up stuff like, um, and, and I won't ever forget this. There was a, a guy come up, and he's like, well, I want my trainee to go through this. And she handed him two clipboards, and he goes, I only, we only need one. And she goes, no, I want you to go through it. You know, mm-hmm. he was standing there talking all big and, uh, walk, you know, big game. But then when he come back, his trainee had gotten like 7 out of 10, and the trainer had only got like 4 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> so, so, you know, we're like, okay, you know. But, but looking at some of the stuff that he, he was writing up as violations, and they weren't, and then that, you know, that led me to kind of talk with her and go, you know what, how many things, and then we pulled later on in the day, I pulled one of the mechanics aside and said, hey, how many times do you get these pre-trips where stuff is wrote up and you go through them and the vast majority are not issues? And he goes, oh, we get it all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, what they're doing is they're bringing in these trucks trying to solve the, all the stuff that's not there, that the actual legit stuff is being overlooked. So, you know, it, it, it's drivers go back to the basics, you know, work with your mechanics a little bit. Um, the, it, it, it goes back to treat everybody like you'd want to be treated, you know. Sounds like um, safety should go and every, like, annually have, you know, refresher courses on pre-trips for, oh, like, company-wide. Absolutely. Good idea. You know, especially when, the, you know, when faulty equipment can, you know, That's devastate a, a company, especially some of the smaller ones, you That's know. That's a great idea. Actually have a... They have Driver Appreciation Week. They should have, you know... Refresher safety week. I like that. Go over the pre-trip, even though they're supposed to know the pre-trip, you know, before they even pass their CDL. It's probably something to to drill into their head every year. Give them a bonus. Oh, yeah. And and when I when I went and took my CDL, like I went and got my CDL on my own this time last year. And and, you know, me knowing what I know about inspecting and then going through the CDL test portion. Yeah, you're saying I'm going to look at the the rim, check for cracks loose, you know. But then a lot of these drivers, you start to talk with them a little bit, and they may not, in in their offense, they may not have a mechanical background. Like it's one time I stopped this this gal, um, big name company, big name carrier, and uh, was looking the truck over, and noticed the suspension component was broken. And I mean, like the whole rear axle was shifted and you could see the wear marks on the frame, wear marks on the suspension. And I said, come here, look at this. And I pointed it out and got in and was showing her. And she's like, I never, I was never told to look at anything like that. I was never told. And, and it was like, you know what? 
I believe you. <laughs> you know, I believe the fact that you was probably never pointed at, uh, you know, pointed here, look here, or look at this, because, you know, and, and I had to laugh because just before all this chaos started, I stopped this guy and uh, he goes, Hey, I noticed you was looking around a long time on the trailer. And I said, yeah, I, I found some suspension bolts loose. And he goes, well, that's impossible. It's a 2020 trailer. I said, no, you know, and, and it was funny because I took him back and he goes, dang, you're pretty darn good. You, you really, you know, and I had to laugh a little bit and he's like, well, that's, you know, I'll have to add that to my free trip, you know, and I'm thinking, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, this is supposed to be part of your pre-trip every <laughs> single day. You shouldn't have to add this to your pre-trip. I think I'll add yeah. all 18 wheels in next time. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It is an 18 wheel. You, you mean i got to have lights and a bumper? And, you know, yeah, and, you, you got you to gotta have that stuff. But How do you check this, the air pressure in the fifth wheel? <laughs> I know it. I know it. And, wow. But so... So, you know, I, and, and I'll be the first to say, um, when it comes to writing tickets and warnings, I'll, I write a bunch of warnings because I, I try to really talk with the driver, see what kind of response I get from them and kind of judge their, their training level on it. And, and I try to treat every stop as a way to, to show them something so they can improve on themselves, you know. Um, the ones that I really love to write tickets to are those, well, I've been, I've been driving 20 years and you don't know crap. And I've been a trainer for the last 15 years and, and you don't know Jack. It's like, <laughs> okay, fine, buddy. Here's your ticket. Here's your out of service. Sit here for three hours and wait on the service guy, you know. Yeah, I only do 45 pre-trips an hour compared to your one a day, Mr. Trucker. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. should know and, what you're doing. And, but. Then again, and, and when I say that, I don't want people to think, oh, this guy's a jerk or something. But no, I, and I learn a lot from from drivers. You know, there's been many a times the old school drivers, shoot, we'll sit there and talk an hour. The inspection was done in 15 minutes, but we're talking another 45, <laughs> just shooting the breeze and learning learning from each other. So, I tell so you, you know, I tell you something you taught me today. And I'm going to give every trucker this advice from now on when you're buying a new rig, run it by a DOT inspection and see what they get written up and then take it back to the yeah. dealership or whoever's selling it to you and say, hey, this is well, according to DOT. You need to fix this. Be about Probably the easiest way to get them to actually fix it and throw it in on the deal because mm -hmm. DOT wrote it up. Mm -hmm. That's pretty smart, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, a uh, perfect example of that was about seven or eight years ago, uh, this truck come in. And one of the inspectors did selected it for an inspection, and the the driver's like, "Oh, you ain't gonna find nothing. It's a brand new truck." And the inspector was like, "Yeah, that's the reason I brought you in. Brand new <laughs> truck. I just want a quick clean one. I want to get out of here." So he went underneath it, was inspected. We'll notice one of the brick, the slack adjusters was totally missing. So he wrote him up for missing slack adjuster, and the driver's like, "Oh, it, it's a brand new truck. How's it?" And he goes, "Yeah, but come here and look." And, and you guys have all seen brand new rigs. When they when they build them at the factory, they paint everything. I mean, airlines are painted, airbags are painted. I mean, everything is painted. But what he was saying was, he's like, look on the 
the output shaft of the SCAM shaft. He goes, it, it's all painted over. He goes, if the slack adjuster was here when it was built, it would have been painted. There would have been a, a bare spot. So he wrote him up and, you know, went about it. Well, about two weeks later, the inspector got a phone call and it was the owner of this company. And he said, hey, I just wanted to give you some background. He goes, that truck has three previous inspections before you pulled him in that day. He goes, first off, he goes, my mechanic got his ass ripped because he, uh, our mechanic passed it. He goes, the dealership, their mechanic got a butt chewing because he had passed it. And then the the factory had signed off that it was good. So three times it had been looked over, but yet it took the fourth time our inspector underneath it to go, wait a minute, slack adjuster's missing. Hmm. Yeah, that's something. So I love, I love it. If you want to, if you want to get an inspector charged, it, it is telling it's a new truck. You ain't going to find anything because you know, all we hear is game on. Here we go. <laughs> Is that a challenge? Here, yeah. <laughs> challenge accepted. I forget what show or something, but when, when they were like challenge accepted, you know, it's well, like, well, you know, some people they'll say, Oh, they'll, they'll even make something up, but no, that's not the case. Usually. Mm-hmm. See, oh, that, is, that. My, that is my biggest pet peeve. It's like, no, this, truck is literally a million different pieces and parts with glue and bolts and screws holding this thing thing together i do not need to make anything up you know something the 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 big thing there is the attitude the attitude at the time of the stop if you come across as a you know being a jerk about it yeah, we're going to open the playbook. We're going to go through everything with a fine-tooth comb. But guess what? When you go through things with fine-tooth comb, you find little things. And when you're going, you know what? I was just trying to tell the guy to slow down a little bit. He proceeded to cuss me up one side or the other. So you know what? I was supposed to be home 15 minutes ago, but forget it. I'm going to go through this, and I'm going to document every little thing I find wrong. So, you know, try to have a little bit of patience. Try to have some common courtesy in nine times out of 10, that's going to help you go, go a lot further down the road. So attitudes, uh, uh, attitude is almost everything. Not quite. And like I said, attitude, yes, that's the biggest part of it, but you know what? You can have the best attitude, but I'm sorry. I'm still going to write you a ticket. If your license is suspended, I'm still going to write you a ticket. You know, if you falsified, you know, there's some stuff. It's like, I'm sorry. My hands are tied. I have to write you a ticket. What about it's too much of a safety? What about yeah? What about yeah. the what about the earlier topic of you pull someone in? And he's got only three or four lug nuts. I mean, is that I don't care how nice the guy is. Maybe he even gives you a chocolate bar and 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 shines your shoes for you. But it, it, it's still ultimately he he got in that truck and drove it with only three lug nuts on the damn uh, tire. I mean, are you ticketing that guy or are you letting him off? Um, me personally, like I said, uh, I'm I'm very lax when it comes to tickets, but an out of service is an out of service, and and like I, like I tell them, listen, yeah, you know, I'm going to place you out of service here. I'm not going to pour salt in the womb, write you a ticket. I'd much rather you take a hundred fifty dollars and get it repaired. 
you know, um, the, in a perfect story for that, and I could kill you guys with stories, but perfect example of that was I was out on my, my stretch of highway doing an inspection. I look up my rearview mirror, and about a half mile away, I see a truck driving real slow, semi-truck along the shoulder. And I thought, well, and I saw him stop about, you know, 250 yards behind me. He, he finally stops. So I get done. I flip around. I go back and check on him. said, hey, bud, you all right? He said, yeah. And I, by the time I, you know, walked up on him, I saw he had a blown tire and he was creeping up alongside the shoulder. And he said, yeah. He goes, I, I blew a tire about three miles back and I was driving along the shoulder and he goes, then I saw you and thought, oh, I better stop. I don't want to get in trouble. And I said, no, bud much much better to ease off the road find you a safe spot and i said in fact half mile up here on the right is a big vacant parking lot i'll stay behind you why don't you pull up pull up into that parking lot he's like okay so i follow him up there and he gets turned around i come walking back up to the truck and he's got his license and workbook he goes well i guess you're going to want to see this and i said no i said you're fine he goes you're you're not going to write me a ticket for having a flat tire? I said, no. I said, you did the right thing. You knew you had a problem. Um, you were looking for a safe spot, and you're getting off the road. I said, you're going to have enough money wrapped up and get the tire fixed and, and enough downtime for that. And he's like, oh, well, that's a really nice – you're a real nice fella. And I said, just trying to apply some common sense. And no sooner than I said that, here came an intermodal container semi – blowing by another car in the passing lane had a flat tire throwing chunks of rubber in the air and i said hold that thought i'm gonna go get you a buddy and i chased that guy down you know you go get your brother chased him down and and brought him back parked him right next to him did an inspection and put him out of service and when i finished up paperwork i said all right you see the big difference there i said because i told the guy i said hey you know when i got him stopped I said you realize you got a blown tire, you're throwing chunks? He goes, ah, I go to pilot. I go to pilot and get fixed. I'm like, uh, no, the next pilot doesn't have services, and the next pilot is in Chicago, and that's still three hours away. I'm like, no, you're not You're not going. You're going you're gonna to turn around and be placed out of service. Plus, you know, like I said, he was out in the passing lane, passing a car, throwing chunks of rubber. So big difference there you know try to have a little bit of common sense you know what's ironic so, you bringing this up we had a on the page the other day there was an argument between drivers that you know running those super singles okay mm-hmm. versus running you know uh tandems you know uh yeah and so uh uh the uh one guy was like well if you get a if you get a flat on a super single you really can't limp you know, to get to somewhere, and and another guy's like, well, actually, a trucking company posted. They said, well, we checked with DOT, and they really don't want you going anywhere. When you get a flat, they'd rather you pull off side road and call road service. Now, going on what you're saying is you're judging this, and you're saying, no, here's a guy number a, a driver one he you can he pulled over he's obviously looking for a place to get pulled over so he's just trying to limp maybe to the next exit or the you know taking his time and not hurting anybody versus the guy that's just blown down the road in the hammer lane just you know obviously he wasn't on his way to fix his tire that guy uh, so you're saying out of the, right out of your professional trooper lungs that 
<laughs> right? No, seriously, it's, it, it goes with that argument the other day that no, yeah. if a guy's yeah. if a guy's limping, what they call it limping. You know, if you got a tire and yes. you fly, he's trying to limp yeah. to the next stop. Versus a guy that's maybe trying to go a hundred miles to get back to the back to the the, the uh, terminal and just let them mm -hmm. fix it. You know, there's a big difference there. It it, it is, and and you're exactly right. The next officer could look at it and and. I, and I've personally, I've seen the inspection ports and seen it where guys will blow a tire, they'll pull off the road. And then this is my biggest, biggest pet peeve, biggest embarrassment is when a, a, a trooper will pull up, say, hey, bud, you all right? And he's like, yeah, I, I blew a tire. I'm sitting here waiting on road service. And then they will do an inspection and then they will place the guy out of service. That is my biggest, biggest pet peeve is come on, troop. You know, he's pulled off the road. He's waiting on road service. Cut the guy a break. But then, again, where it comes with trying to get drivers more educated, some of our inspectors need to get a little more educated as well. You know, I'm not, and I'll be the first one to say, are we perfect? No. Um, when I try to train my new inspectors, when I go out and teach new inspectors, I try to tell them, try to have some common sense, you know, and I tell them these stories, there's a big difference here, you know, and the same thing, if a guy's limping down the shoulder, think about that guy that's coming out, guy or gal that's going to be trying to change that tire alongside the road. I would much rather they do that in a parking lot than along the road with the dang idiots driving 70, 80 miles an hour next to them, not moving over, there's been too many crashes, too many fatalities with that. Why even risk it? So, you know, when I, when I hear law enforcement do that, that just, uh, I'm like, come on, guys. We already got a big enough black guy. Don't do that. But, but again, and always, you know, it, and if you do blow a tire, just and, and an officer rolls up on scene, ask him. Hey, would you mind if I did go a mile up the road, you know, not is speed limit, but would you care if I uh, go up the road and get off the road? You know, they may say, yeah, go ahead. I'll follow you. Or they may say, nope, you got to sit right here. Okay. That's fine. Wow. You know, they um, do that. But I I'm glad I, I'm glad you you're know. mentioning that because I'm sure our drivers will all appreciate knowing some, some things that they can help. Well, you know what I'm hearing Ruth in, in like his answers, I'm hearing experience. Mm -hmm. He's answering, Trooper, you're, you're answering as an experienced guy, like you said, like some of the troopers, and it's probably more your rookies, guys that are just starting out wanting to make a name for themselves that need to ease up a little bit and start trying to understand the people they're out there. Because we, like you said, we all got to work together. I got a quick story for you because we're actually 20 minutes over our normal time. But as always, you're... Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's all right, brother. Man. That's why we bring you on, man. It's, hey, let me tell you something. I, I was getting ready to call you, and I said, Ruth, and guess who I'm going to call? She goes, Sensei. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sensei Hoover. So, but, but listen to this story. It's, it's almost like what you're talking about as far as experience. I was in Allentown. This was... 20-some years ago, I'm driving a track trailer. I'm in Allentown. I'm in, I'm in, in delivery areas. In the, I'm actually in an alley area, and the snow is piled up as high as the trailer. And I'm coming through this alley to get to a dock. And a guy in a van decides to try to come, like, towards me, like, as if there was enough room for us both to get, you know, through this part. And there was no way. So he comes up. He's beside my tractor now, and he kind of slides a little, and now he's stuck. And I stop, like, okay, buddy, if you move again, we're going to hit. 
So I'm, I, I said, I'm just going to back up. I look in my mirrors. Now, this is, this is the, the problem that I was just telling people about earlier. You always got to get out and look. Always, get, especially when you're backing, get out and look. So mm-hmm. I look in my mirror. I look in my mirror. I look in my left. I look in my right. I do this for a couple seconds. I'm like, all right, there's nobody behind me. I can't, I, you know, I would have had to climb up over the snowbank in order to run back there to see behind me. I'm like, okay, it's safe. I put it in reverse, and I start going backwards slowly. All of a sudden, all you hear is, boo, right? And, the, and all of a sudden, I see cop lights go on and it might <laughs> exactly so i i now i definitely am going to climb over the snow pull on my brace and i start climbing over the bank and i get back to uh the back of my trailer and there's a an allentown city cop right and his hood my icc bumper caught his hood and made it pop up into the air, crinkled like. It was just the weirdest thing. Oh, gosh. And, yeah. and I'm like, oh, man, I'm in trouble here. He gets out, and he giggles. And you know what he says to me? He says, I guess I should have read that sign that says, if you can read this, I'm too close to you. If, if you can read this, I'm you're too close to me. Uh, back yeah. up. And, and he goes, <laughs> and you're also lucky that I'm a 32-year veteran. He said, if it would have been one of the rookies, you'd probably be getting a big ticket. So... I literally, I got nothing out of it. Now, I mean, I, I closed his hood. It was barely a nick on his hood. He brought another cop in just to write it up. Nothing. I didn't get a ticket, nothing. And he even said, listen, I shouldn't have been up against him, you know, going through the alley. I should have gave him leeway. So that was experience there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, and that's just it because uh, with law enforcement, you get those guys that, Oh my gosh, you know, yep, they're going to go out, they're going to write whatever, they're going to, you know, do whatever. And then you got what I'm trying to preach is guys, get some experience, realize what's going on. Don't just get into the truck division for the overtime. Get in it because you have a passion for what you're doing. You know, cuz cuz those inspectors and I work with a good group and 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 like um and I had to I had kind of a good, uh, you might say, a sensei moment, you know, when uh, I, I had one of my one of my driver buddies sent me a text and goes, "Hey, I ran across your boy. He stopped me and gave me an inspection today." I was like, "Oh, really? How'd it go?" And he goes, "He was a real nice guy. You tell you taught him well, you know." <laughs> and 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 that's just, you know, because and and I'm the type that, you know, you you talk you. You talk to me straight, I'm going to talk to you straight. You sit there, you start lying to me. I don't handle that well. I don't appreciate that well. You know, and some people are like, well, yeah, but you need to realize you're a cop and everybody's going to lie to you. Yes, I get that. But the thing is, I can I can walk around a truck and I can tell real quickly if that truck's being looked at and taken care of. So when I walk up and I got my little yellow notepad three quarters of the way full with everything I found and I say, Hey driver, did you do a pre-trip this morning? And if he's, you know, with it enough and honest enough to go, you know what? I was running late. I got in, I went, I would much rather hear that than, Oh yeah, I did a pre-trip. Everything looked good. Cause it's like, you're, I'm call, I'm throwing the BS flag. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing it because there's no way you walk around this truck. You know, I'd much rather tell me, you tell me, and, and 
And and one one guy I was training one time, you know, he goes, he goes, I, I gotta ask you something. I said, Yeah. He goes, Now this is this kind of he goes, if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. But he goes, How come you wrote this one guy in the day a ticket for this, but then later on in the day this other guy had this, and you didn't write him. And I said, the big thing was honesty. I said, did you notice that the guy that wrote me a ticket, he was just, you know, lying to us the whole time about everything. And the guy that said, yep, um, I know the four tires are bad. It's Friday. The boss said they were supposed to, the tires were supposed to be in yesterday. They didn't show up, but they're supposed to be in on Monday. And I said, and I see this guy going up and down this road every week. I said, and he knows, by gosh, I'm going to stop him on Wednesday. And if he doesn't have those new tires on like he promised me, I'm going to go after him. I'm going to give him a ticket. But I said, nine times out of ten, I said, he's going to have those tires fixed. I said, this guy that was lying to us the whole time, I said, no. If you're going to waste my time lying to me, what's the point? You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to cut you brakes for sitting here lying to me. Yeah. So. I agree with that. But, people, people say that all. People. People actually go right into lie mode without even realizing a lot of times. And I keep telling people, you, you don't have to lie. There's no reason. Even a little yeah. even a little white lie. Some people say, well, you might want to lie to somebody so you don't hurt their feelings. I'm like, no, you don't need to lie to them. Just don't answer them if you don't want to hurt their feelings. But don't yeah. lie. You don't have to lie. You do not have to do it. You, it's your choice when you make that lie. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, absolutely. And, and too, I've, I've got, a, I've got a, a little bit of a way that I can talk. You know, when I first get up there... I love, uh, I typically, I'll, I'll ask drivers, hey, how, how's your day going? How are things going? And I love it. Well, it was good till you stopped me. And I'm, like, I'm like, come on now. I said, you haven't even met me yet. I said, you don't, I said, you probably don't believe it, but I'm the nicest guy out here, you know. But and I'm not really lying because I'm the only guy out there. So I could be the nicest, or I could be the toughest. But but then again, I'm leaving it open for him to make that determination. Yeah. You know, and and I try to put the drivers at ease. And 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 yeah, I get I get those drivers. Man, I've been I've been trucking 20 years, and you're the first guy cop I can actually say I, I you know I I was fine taking the violation because you're a nice guy. And I said, well. You're not home cooking meth in your garage, stealing your neighbor's stuff. I said, you're out here working. You're paying your taxes. You're you're keeping society going. You deserve, you know, you deserve a lot more than that. So yeah. that's kind of my biggest mantra is why not try to work together? We got a higher power that we need to we need to be thinking about. Amen to that. And all that. So Ruth, and that almost reminded me of my mother-in-law. She always tells me I'm her favorite son-in-law. I'm her only son-in-law. Exactly. She's not lying. She's got four. She's got four sons and Ruth Ann. And uh, yeah, I'm her favorite son-in-law, always. Yeah. So, well, Trooper Hoover, we so much love having you come on as our hey, confidant, as our as our man on the uh, out in the battlefields. Yeah, man on the dark side. Boots to the ground yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, but it's yeah. great. It's great to be able to call up on you and 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 get, you know, the the advice and and write out. And so, you know, obviously we'll we'll be calling you back here soon here. Ruthann, did you have anything else for Trooper Hoover? Not nothing just to stay really safe. Ruthann, before we let Trooper Hoover go, do you do you Absolutely. have your word of the day? 
Oh, oh, I can okay. open it back up. Yeah. yeah. My computer died. So. Uh-oh. So you don't have it or you uh, do? I have to so use my word phone. Of the, you're gonna, so you're not prepared? No, well, I didn't think of it. I mean, my word of the day went up on my site, my, my Facebook page, but so, I have like 5,000 I can get. What kind of ticket should I give her for not being prepared? <laughs> should I, <laughs> can, yeah. I, can I write her up or put <laughs> her out of service? Well, see, I, I don't want to put her out of service because my computer likes to do the same thing. You, you close the lid and open it back up and it sides go black screen. You got to restart it. So. Yeah, that's what mine's at right now. It's just like it, it just died. You but have it? I yeah. have some put here. Put it to your mic too or then. Ruthann's been doing the word of the day um, just about every episode now. She's got a little thing, and it, it gives us a, some weird word we've never even heard in a definition. You got it? Hold on. i got to turn my volume up because I had everything turned down. Turn it all up, Ruthann. Let's, here we go. Ruthann's word of the day. Are we going now? Ruthann, right. Hold on. Hold on. I hit it, and it went off. Divaricate. Do it again. Up to the mic. Divaricate. 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 Spell it. D-I-V-A-R-I-C-A-T-E. Divaricate. Definition? Stretch or spread apart. Diverge widely. Hmm. Okay, so the redneck word is wallard. Right, <laughs> the, the lug nut hole was wallered out. Right, so, but the 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 official court term is di- divaricate. Divaricate. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, I, I I in honor of you, I'm going to use that. Uh, driver, come on back here. This uh, lug nut hole is divaricated out a little bit. <laughs> really have look, look at you go what? No, it's wallered out. Wallered you, out. You need to talk. You need tell them that's when you need to go to. Ruthann at Talk CDL or Ruthann from Talk CDL on her Facebook page, and she gives the word of the day every day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. Trooper Hoover, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, let us know when you can make it back on the show, and we'll hey, anytime. mic anytime. you up. All right, Ruthann, we're out of here. Stay safe, Trooper. Stay safe. Hey, thank you. You guys be safe. Have a good one there. Peace. You also too. Peace. Ah. Praise the Lord.